Let us pray. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. This story from the Gospels is one that most of us hear every year on Christmas Eve. It's a story of babies and angels, shepherds and wise men. Yet, as familiar as it is to so many people, is it not still a very unlikely story? In fact, the only thing likely about this story is that a young, betrothed, but not yet married Jewish girl would still be a virgin. After that, there's not much that can be called normal in any sense of the word. Take Joseph, for instance. Every Bible scholar I've ever studied says that he was older, if not much older, than Mary. Although we are never told Joseph's age, the sources I found claim it was anything from 27 to 90 years of age at the time of Jesus' birth. In a time when a young Jewish man could marry at the age of 14, and when the vast majority of them were married by the age of 21, it was highly unlikely that an older man would be available for marriage. And even more unlikely is that a righteous Jewish man would agree to complete the marriage when his betrothed was pregnant with a child that was not his own, even if he was told by an angel of God to do so. And this leads to the next unlikely scenario in the story. Angels. Throughout this narrative, angels appeared in a form where they were recognized as angels. What's more, they spoke, and they spoke often, and always with some pretty unlikely story of their own. It was the angel Gabriel who announced the holy birth to Mary, and told her how the Immaculate Conception would happen, an unlikely story in itself. It was an angel who told Joseph to take Mary as his wife. And if that was not enough, a whole multitude of angels appeared to the shepherds in the fields, telling them of a royal baby who was the agent of peace on earth and goodwill toward men, something that hadn't been seen on earth since the days of Cain and Abel. Finally, it can be assumed that the dream warning the wise men of Herod's uh, true motive came in the form of angel intervention. Then there's the baby himself. We are told he was conceived by the Holy Spirit and was God-made flesh, born of humanity, but at the same time also God. This baby was born a king, yet his parents were peasant-class laborers from a small town called Nazareth, rather than royalty residing in the capital city. He was born not in a palace, but rather in a smelly cattle stall. And even his name, Jesus, or Yeshua, indicated that he was nothing but a commoner. Angels said he was to live forever, yet the wise men brought myrrh 
an oil that was used to mask the scent of death, a sign that Jesus was born to die. As the story progresses from Mary's announcement through, the visit, through to the visit from the wise men, the unlikely events continue to pepper the narrative. There was a birth announcement made to the shepherds, the lowliest of the lower-class citizens, rather than to the politically and religiously con- connected scholars and religious leaders. There was a, a star that suddenly appeared in the night sky, and there was a band of astrologers who embarked on a transcontinental trek for nearly two years in order to bow down to someone who was nothing but a toddler. There was a tyrant king bent on slaughtering innocent children and a divinely inspired exile to Egypt to escape Herod's wrath. Any one of these unlikely happenings should have been enough to cast doubt on the validity of the story. However, 2,000 years later, it is a large part of the basis of one of the largest religions in the world. God worked through the unlikeliness of the situation to make his presence known in the world. God used an unlikely story to establish a means to reconcile his people to a relationship with him. In a place and time where humanity said, This is how it will happen, for this is how it makes sense. God said, not necessarily. He said, it may look and feel unlikely to you, but trust me, my way is better. God has always worked through the unlikely. He created man out of dirt, then created woman out of a rib. He chose a very old man and his equally very old wife to be the patriarch and matriarch of his people, a people who would come to be known as the Jews. He used a a stuttering murderer to lead the Jews out of Egypt, and he chose David, still a child and the youngest of seven boys, to be their king. God chose disaster to cleanse the earth and death to create new life. Brothers and sisters, this God of the unlikely is our God. As it was 2,000 years ago, he still stands against the ideals of the world saying, Trust me, my way is better. Then he proves it in yet another unlikely manner. We managed to find just enough change lying around to cover the cost of the medicine that our sick child needs tonight, even though the bank account says zero and it's still two days till payday. The tragedy of a school shooting in an Amish community becomes a lesson in forgiveness, even in the midst of pain and grief. A much-loved celebrity's death serves to bring mental illness out of the closet and into mainstream conversation, helping to lessen the stigma of the disease. We gain a new understanding of our riches through the eyes and heart of a homeless man who is blessed by nothing more than a sandwich and a pair of socks. 
A young child shows us what it means to joyfully live and graciously love. A wayward teenager who has no real direction in life grows up to serve the public as a doctor or as a police officer. And a painfully shy girl who wants nothing in a role that involves public speaking grows up to become your pastor. Yes, our unlikely God uses the unlikely story to make the ordinary possible and the extraordinary amazing and powerful. Ladies and gentlemen, on this afternoon we have gathered together to remember the birth of our Savior, God made flesh. We trust and believe the unlikely story that God would choose to leave heaven and walk alongside us as a human being, experiencing all the pain and frailties that that entails. In our Christmas celebration, we are reminded that God is here among us still today. We may not have multitudes of angels singing to us or a star leading us to a place where we can find him, but he is nonetheless working through the unlikely story. We will find him, just as the shepherds and wise men did on the first Christmas. But we need to cease to look through the eyes of a world that is telling us this is how it makes sense and listen for the still, small, and unlikely voice of one who is calling out to us, trust me. Amen and amen.